2: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to bluenile.com. That's bluenile.com. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I feel it in the air. The
0: thing about that song is that it is not really about the summer it's about the end of the summer and yet the opening shot is of uh people playing beach volleyball welcome everybody bob Stoffer. with you along with brendan Scott and derek scott this is orders now brought to you by digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies lots to get to Uh, A five-guest Friday edition of Oilers Now. Coming up at 12.15 today, he is now the assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Most recently, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Brad Lauer. At 12.35 today for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. And the, well, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry... Reminder, live thoroughbred racing Fridays and Saturdays out at Century Mile. We'll hook up with Mark Spector. Parking and admission are free at Century Mile. At 105, former Edmonton Oilers defenseman and Edmonton Oilers assistant coach, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, Ian Herbers. We haven't heard a lot uh, on the Bears over the course of the summer since they lost in the national championship final in double overtime. 5-4 five, uh, five to, to UQTR in a game in which they outshotless uh, pay through, its 70-40. one thirty five today, Cam Moon. You're going to be hearing more of Cam over the next couple of weeks here on 630 Ched. And at one forty five Brendan Escott uh, will do a bit of a crossover as we get ready for the Edmonton Elks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Here is how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 78049 Getting to rock uh, at the River Cree. With Nazareth on Thursday, August 11th, and Tom Cochran comes to town Saturday, uh, November the 5th. Get your tickets now at Rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Hey, here's one for you. What is the best song about summer? Help us out here. You can text us. at that when you think of summer and a song that defines summer. Uh, there's a pretty good one with the cars that opens up summer, summer. But uh, let me know. Text us 7804960063. Uh, as we mentioned, lots to get to. Now, there's nothing yet on the Matthew Kachuk front, who we'll see his arbitration case theoretically um, settled sometime before or he gets traded before uh, the second week of August. We will tell you the orders have two ARP cases as we go into our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. And uh, the reality of the situation for you orders fans out there is that this is going to be uh, a unique scenario with Yessa July July 29th. That's theoretically when his arbitra- arbitration case would take place. And on August the 7th for Kyler Yamamoto, theoretically, that is when his case would take place. Now, here's the deal. Roughly 90% of all arbitration cases are settled before they actually go to arbitration. So keep that in mind. Um, is there a mechanism that the Edmonton Oilers could end up keeping both, yes, a Polyarvi and Kyrie Yamamoto to start the season? Yes. Will there likely have to be a long term resolution at some point? I would suggest so. So we're going to continue to monitor this. Uh, I don't think there have been extensive conversations yet with Polyarvi. Um, and I, if I was to hazard a guess, I'd say the more likely scenario for players staying in uh, and, and a longer term deal probably at this stage would be Kyler Yamamoto. Now, the scenario that exists where both get kept would involve trading somebody else off the roster. The problem is a lot of the teams that have cap space haven't got exactly raced uh, to get stuff done on that front in terms of adding more players and those sort of things. Alright, uh, let's get into the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. In an off-season in which Ken Holland, the Oilers GM, uh, got Vander Kane done on a four-year extension at $5.125 million, re-signed uh, Brett Kulak four years at $2.75 million, and then got a goaltender in Jack Campbell five times Five, the Calgary Flames have lost Johnny Goodrow to free agency with zero assets coming back. And Matthew Kachuk has informed the Flames management he will not be signing a long-term deal. Pat Steinberg was on from Sportsnet 960 in Calgary and had uh, these comments about where the Flames fans and where the Flames organization are at right now.
2: I think it's now turned into Bobby a, a kind of a begrudging acceptance that this team that that looked like it was knocking on the door to kind of be in a, a competitive window and fight it out with the Oilers and, and maybe Golden Knights in the Pacific Division for the next three four five years uh, maybe that's not going to happen and, and you know the first battle of Alberta in more than three decades and, and yeah it didn't go Calgary's way pretty decisively but it's still was a milestone and you know you're like okay well let's see what happens in 2023 if these two teams play again maybe Calgary puts up a better fight or maybe the Flames are able to beat the Oilers and so And, and so, but now you're like okay well they just lost their best player for nothing and now they're about to have to trade Matthew Kachuk in a deal that at least when looking for next season almost certainly sees the Flames parting ways with the best player in the deal so I, I think it's turned into a begrudging exception Acceptance, but I also think there's a lot of frustration and I think the frustration is being thrown around all over the place Some fans are angry at Johnny Gaudreau Some fans are angry at Matthew Kachuk. Some fans are angry at Tree living the general manager and, and it's kind of turned into one of those scenarios. Where it's like how did this go so wrong? How did it look like this team was on the cusp of being something that was pretty relevant for the next three four five years with this core group? And now it looks like like they might have to go in a completely different direction. And I I can tell you that behind closed doors, there's conversations about, Exactly what direction they want to go. And so now Flames fans are bracing themselves. Are they going to be in for a team that tries to stay competitive but likely doesn't have the horses to compete with the Oilers and the Golden Knights and the Avalanche and the other really good teams in the Western Conference? Are they going to go and you know, bring in two NHL players from whatever team they trade Matthew Kachuk to and and see if they can... Fight their way into a six or seven seed in the Western Conference, or are they going to go in a different direction, get a little younger, and maybe look down the road three, four, five years to try to build themselves back to something? So it's kind of what we've turned. What it's turned into is okay. We know that Johnny's gone, and they got nothing for him, and we know that Matthew Kachuk is going to be traded in the next few weeks here. But what direction is this organization ready to take? And until we know that answer, and I don't even know if the Flames know that answer right now, Bob. It's a really tough spot for Flames fans to be in. It's been a bad week or so.
0: Yeah, no question about it, and a tough one for uh, Calgary Flames fans. All right, I was asking you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Boomer has texted the show to say uh, Kachuk wanting to play in St. Louis has been the story for a couple of years as well as Johnny Hockey wanting to uh, play closer to home. Matthews only signed for five years, taking him to UFA status. That could only be for one of two reasons. He wants to break the bank or he wants to be in control where he plays closer to family. Toronto's going to be a similar situation in two years. That comes to us from Boomer. Boomer, I disagree. I think the Leafs are going to be fine. I think Matthews is going to be the highest paid player in the league in two years' time. I think that's what's going to happen. All right, I'm asking you for suggestions right now on songs that define summer. And you can text us at 780 Jim from Rocky Mountain House is going to send us to break. And you got to pick this right up from the beginning. Uh, Martha and the Muffins, Echo Beach, Old School. <laughs> Nice, nice hit. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll hear from Brad Lowry's He's now with the Winnipeg Jets as an assistant coach. You're listening to now. Welcome back, everybody. It's twelve eighteen in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, with you on Oilers Now, and we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and hook up with our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhok. W I L H A U K today, and we are pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by the new assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets, formerly the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We welcome back to the show, Brad Lauer. Hi, Brad. Brad, how you doing all right Bob I'm doing fine thanks good first of all congratulations you've been Thank an you. NHL assistant before yeah uh, what was it about the Winnipeg opportunity that uh, enticed you
1: uh you know there's a few things one I think it just you know it just fits for for my family and and I right now and it, it's you know where I want to go and um you know i've 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 had talked to a few teams this year and um you know, reaching out and then obviously Rick bonus is a big part of it. I have a lot of respect for Rick and um obviously he coached me when I was in Ottawa many years ago. But uh working with him in Tampa, you know, I just seen the way he worked with guys and I just you know, just see the way the players respected him and and how the guys uh you know worked for him in Tampa. I was, you know, really impressed with him and um, you know, we're we're pretty Got to know him fairly well, and I mean, we stayed in touch here, and uh, that was a big part of it.
0: Now, in terms of being the assistant coach, are you are you working with the forwards? Or are you going to be running one of those special teams units? Has that all been specified yet?
1: Yeah, we're still we're still talking about it. Yeah, I'll be working with the forwards, and, and, and probably uh, you know, you know, Bones wants to have everyone have collective input on, on a lot of things, and certain guys will want certain things. But uh, I'm sure we'll all have any input, and then uh, we'll all get each uh, assigned one of the specialty teams.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at Winnipeg's season, I think it's fair to say they underachieved. There was something yeah. like they got the guy in goal. They got Connor Hellebuck. He's a big time. And I didn't mind their defense, uh, yeah. but something wasn't quite right there. But all that yeah. being said, maybe you could speak to the uniqueness, uh, Brad, of uh, Bones's, Rick Bones's personality and how he's the type of guy that can facilitate people coming together.
1: Yeah, I yeah, like I, I mean, I got to see it. He's got a personality. He's got energy. Um, you know, he walks through those doors coming into the rink, and he's he's excited. He's he's upbeat. He's extremely positive individual. Um, you know, and, and and guys just just like I seen I seen in Tampa. Like everybody just gravitated around him. Like he just. Brings that that uh, aura around him. That's a very positive individual. Um, extremely well, a good coach as far as when he's teaching the technical part of the game, and and a you know, very good communicator with the guys. And you know, he worked with the D in, in Tampa, and I just you know, I just seen him. I just see those guys, uh, the players. How you know they just would always go to him and gravitate to him and ask questions. And you know, it was uh, as a as a coach and to watch that. I thought that was that was you know that was something I learned. Um and I think I think that's something important that players gotta feel comfortable around you and be able to to have us be able to speak their mind a little bit but also to be able to understand that, you know, they have the final say and I I like I said, I think Bones brings that type of uh, uh coaching to 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 the team
0: former Edmonton Oil Kings head coach and now assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Brad Lauer, joining us on Oilers Now. All right, so, Brad, here's the deal. You've been an NHL assistant in a couple different places. You mentioned Tampa Bay. Yeah. You've been in Anaheim. Was there any thought process to continue in your head coaching career and possibly looking at an American Hockey League head coaching gig?
1: Yeah, no, that that was definitely the the, the route I, when I came back here. I mean, obviously we talked about about – you know I needed to get that head coaching experience and obviously I got that opportunity here and to grow my game and you know for me technically the next step was going to the American Hike League as a head coach and, and keep growing my the, that that type of game but you know at the end of the day um, opportunities uh, obviously we played qu- fairly long this year and there wasn't a lot out there um, mm-hmm. anymore as far as opportunities to be a head coach in the American League and you know when, I, when we talked before, Bob, I said, you know, if I'm going back to NHL, I wanted to make sure I'm going back with, with the right guy, uh, you know, as a coach or I feel comfortable working with them and, um, you know, have lots of – still be able to have a lot of input and still be able to coach. and um, You know, there's only a handful of guys I know that, that that I would go back and, and forward and, and rick was one of those guys and you know i was very comfortable with that decision it's not an easy one i mean I, I i i know there's going to be a challenge here next season i was up for that challenge with with the with the kind of the rebuild we're going to go through here in Edmonton. but uh, i was looking forward to that challenge as a head coach but uh you know these opportunities don't come by a lot and and uh you know especially when you Got a coach like Rick, I felt very comfortable in, in in
0: making that decision. Brad, you you spent the last four seasons in Edmonton, uh, which mm-hmm. saw a time of significant improvement for the Oil Kings. But two of the years, we didn't see a completion to the WHL playoffs. There wasn't any yeah. playoffs in, in in either of the two years. Yeah. Do you kind of feel like maybe? and you've got to be positive about experiences, but maybe you guys yeah. kind of got screwed over here with an opportunity to <laughs> to see what you could have done during, because I have people that have told me your team a year ago was actually a better team than the team that you had this year that won the WHL championship.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, it's one of those things, obviously, um, you know, we, we've, we've had some tremendous years here and, and we've had some tremendous players and, uh, we've been able to do a lot of good things, and like you said, the COVID year kind of unfortunately has disrupted our, our, our level of of hockey. And you know, there's a there's a lot of guys, those 20 year old guys, you know, two years ago and you know last season uh, didn't get that opportunity to play for a championship like our guys did this year. And I, and I, I think we we would have had a, I truly believe that we got a championship this year. I think we could have had a few more if we were able to finish or play those playoffs.
0: I want to ask you. Uh, uh, I bumped into uh, Al Procop uh, last night, uh, Alan Nicole. Thank you, by the way, Alan Nicole. Uh, <laughs> they took care of something for me. Much appreciated. Uh, but. Uh you know, you had, you had Luke on the team this year who you, you mm-hmm. picked up. He was a trailblazer. Uh, just yeah. a, just a thought on, on sort of, you know, he ended up winning the humanitarian award for major junior hockey in this country. Um, mm-hmm. a thought, I mean, it, it's, it's a different – often we focus on who's the best player or who's the best defenseman or the best goalie or the coach of the year. Mm-hmm. This was a little bit different thing. And just, uh, you know, the thoughts on maybe how well, uh, you know, Luke's teammates received him and and how much courage
1: Luke showed along the way. Yeah, no. I mean, I think obviously when we picked up Luke, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously he came out the you know a year ago. I think the other day, I was actually at Blackhawk playing when, and when I when I talked, I ran into Luke that day. So we we talked a little bit, and no, I mean, obviously he, it took a lot for him to come out, and you know, greatly respect him for doing that. I mean, I thought we seen a player this year because I I coached against him obviously with, with with Calgary, and you know, I really thought I would seen a player this year play to his potential um even you know have some dominating games um where he felt comfortable more comfortable on the ice and you know I truly believe that really helped his his game you know his on ice game um obviously off ice he's, he's a much um I think he's more comfortable with our guys like I said our team I mean, there's there's no issues whatsoever he he's, he's a great person he's got uh funny guy to be around a great guy to have in the locker room um total respect from our players and it was a pleasure to work with him i I had a lot of fun with with our guys this year we had a really tight group of guys and you don't win championships without being a tight hockey team i I truly believe that and um you know we try to do that right from day one four years ago you know those guys that been through our organization gone on and have built that foundation where I truly believe you know a 16-year-old has a voice in a room he should be able to speak up and say something uh, nothing changes and, and, and our 16-year-olds are comfortable to do that so you know having Luke was, was a very easy transition for him I believe and uh, for our group it was there was no difference for our, in our locker room whatsoever and you know it was very easy for, as a coach to, to work with
0: alright you had uh, four first round draft choices with your team by the end of the season goaltender mm-hmm. Sebastian Kosa defenseman Caden Gooley, uh Dylan Gunther and Jake neighbors who has the best chance to start next nhl season uh in the national hockey league
1: oh man <laughs> those are some pretty good players uh you know they're all going to have bright futures um if i was to pick one guy that that's kind of ahead of the of everybody i think i think glee is, is probably probably the guy that's that's out there but you know saying that jake went into camp last year and played nine games with, with with St. Louis and as a 19 year old and almost made the team. So, um, you know, he, he can, he can put up some numbers and, and again, Dylan Gunther is an opportunity. He, you know, unfortunately he got hurt, but you know, he's really growing up and he's really getting bigger and stronger and faster. And, um, but I think if you want, if you wanted me to narrow down one player to those guys you talked about, I think, uh Cade is probably the you know the guy that's that's out there right now that I would say would would crack Montreal next season.
0: All right, great stuff Brad. Well, I look forward to seeing you down the road next season in Winnipeg, okay? All right, Bob. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Brad Lauer. He's the assistant coach now of the Winnipeg Jets. It's 1228 at Edmonton. Again, we're looking for your text. Give me the best songs about summer. Uh, we'll hit them all during the breaks coming out of them. At 1235 today, uh, we are going to talk to Sports sensitive spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell.